Welcome to the Fargo Christian Podcast. The Fargo Christian Podcast's mission is to bring together and have open conversations with pastors, business owners, nonprofit workers, and truthfully anyone who has our same mission in mind, uniting the church. Each week we will have conversations surrounding one main question, what is God doing in your life? Will you laugh? Hopefully. Will you cry? Maybe. All we know is that Jesus clearly lays out his goal for the church in John 17, and we are doing our part to accomplish that. We hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen to this episode of the Fargo Christian Podcast. I wanted to come on before we start to give you a heads up that there is some mature content in this episode. So if your kids do typically listen to our show, I would recommend listening to it once before just to be sure that they can handle the content of this episode. I also want to add that there were portions of this conversation that Nick and I had to go back and remove for safety concerns for those around the world. I say that to maybe put into perspective just how delicate some of this is and the seriousness that we should be taking in the way that we communicate about this and the way that we are thinking and praying about those being affected directly by what's going on. So if you do decide to share this episode, if you do decide to tell a friend or tell a family member about it, I do ask that you prayerfully and mindfully be careful in the way that you do that because again it is it is sensitive and we want to be we want to be careful and we want to be respectful as we put the truth out there so lastly i just pray that as you listen to this episode you would be encouraged to continue praying and encouraged in that ultimately god's name will be glorified even in the midst of chaos and in the midst of evil Thank you for taking the time, and again, please, please be considerate of the way that you communicate about this episode. Uh, welcome back to the Fargo Christian Podcast. This is Jordy Hutton, as always. I'm here with my good friend, Nick. Nick, how are you? I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm glad we're doing this again in this episode. This is going to be a lot of fun. It's been a little bit of a while yeah. since we recorded last. Yeah, we just... We couldn't have anticipated how busy summer was going to be. And it was really <laughs> so, um, Yeah, we're happy to be back, happy to be doing this again. Mm-hmm. Um, I am also very excited about this episode. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure that we'd find someone that was able to articulate everything going on in Afghanistan as well, mm-hmm. as, as well as this will be laid out for you guys. Um, so we're just really excited to be joined by our good friend. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, lived here for about 12 years. And before that, our family lived in Afghanistan for um, four years during elementary school. And so I'm excited and burdened to talk about that today with you. So thanks. So I didn't know that you lived in Afghanistan. That was news to me. Um, well, as you said, burden for it. I, I have seen that burden. Um, so again, I'm just really thankful for you taking the time to do this with us. Um, 
But if you could just take a second to kind of explain what has been happening. Um, I know I know it's all over the news. I know people are seeing seeing stories, but truthfully, I, I feel like, for me anyway, I, I don't know what, know what news sources to trust, and I don't know what things I've seen that are true. Um, so if you could just take a second and kind of explain a little bit about what what happened and what has been happening since. Absolutely. Um, quick disclaimer, I am no expert, but we do know a lot of first-hand sources that are in Afghanistan right now that we've been talking to, and so that does give us some different perspective than what you might hear on the news. Um, so the U.S. has been in Afghanistan for about 20 years now, and we were very involved in Afghanistan before that as well with the Soviets and funding the Mujahideen, and um, so we've had our, our fingers in that nation for a long time. Um, but we have troops on the ground for about 20 years. Um, so we've done a lot of things, but um, as you know, uh, we pulled out our troops kind of, well, not kind of, very <laughs> drastically um, last week and the week before. Um, so it's been really hard. I guess what's going on is pure chaos right now. But as you can probably tell from all the news sources and everything, but that's backed up by the people we've been talking to. If no one knows what's coming, um, which can be super terrifying if you live, which is super terrifying if you live there. Right now, the Taliban were in control in the nineties, and it was hell for the people that live there and now I bet it feels like the apocalypse for the, especially the Christians that are in Afghanistan um, and so just no uh, idea if you're going to live uh, tomorrow um, or anything and so the Taliban are in complete control pretty much and so um, but yeah they are just men as well they're not gods um, and we we serve a great God that is not blind to this. So um, there's a lot we can do with prayer and trusting in him. But um, yeah, that's kind of what's happening. And the news changes day by day drastically. And so I don't know by the time this podcast airs, if something else will be different, it probably will be. But um, that probably won't change. They won't be gone within a week or two. So yeah, that's kind of little bit of what's happening right now. So when when were you in Afghanistan? So the U.S. had already been there for about four years. Um, so it was pretty calm comparatively um, during the time we were there. Um, there were a lot of other foreigners and aid organizations um, that were also working there. Um, and we were young, and so you have this mentality that nothing bad can happen to you. Um, it just happens to other people, and so we weren't really terrified or scared a lot. Um, although, I mean, we were for sure in danger, and our school got missiles sent at it, and there were still bombings, and there were still shootings, and so, but in relative timeline, it was very peaceful. And so, um, but yeah, so we were there during that time. Um, we went to an international school that had people from all over the world, including um, Afghans and Koreans, Americans and Europeans and so, yeah, that's where we are. 
So you touched on it. You touched on it a little bit, um, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask these separately, but I'll let you just kind of talk about them. Um, so with the Taliban kind of taking over and and um, kind of running without any restrictions now, um, what is happening to anyone who is um, trying to go against what they're doing and um, and whether that's that's Christians or if that's Afghans or whoever it is um, but then specifically touch on, on Christians too um, and just kind of put into perspective what is happening to Christians whether it's um, whether it's native Afghans who have been who have converted to Christianity or missionaries or others who have been in the country for other reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the Christians are definitely targeted. During the time the U.S. was there, they had a little more freedom, um, but they're still, I think it's right of the second worst country in the world to be a Christian, right after North Korea. And so uh, it's a death sentence if you're found out to be a Christian. Um, but even though that's true, God is still moving a lot. Remember when we left in 2009, then after that, um, my, I think my dad got an email or a call from a pastor there that was like, uh, we obviously talking in code, but uh, we don't even have to like cast out nets anymore. Like the fish are jumping into the boat of like so many are coming to Christ through persecution. Um, but there's still, like, Christ is still blossoming and he's showing up to people in visions and dreams. And so the church has really expanded in Afghanistan, which is so beautiful. But um, but that just means right now the Taliban are very much against Christianity. Um, I heard from one news source uh, that they're, uh, they are taking people's phones and then seeing if they have the Bible app. And then if they do, they will shoot them. Um, or other foreign connections. We actually have most of the friends that we know over there that are Christians are the ones we've been in contact with. And we have one that um, used to work for us and his family are all Christians and he would talk to my dad on a pretty regular basis. And my dad missed a call from him the other day. Um, And so he listened to the voicemail, but the voicemail wasn't this man's voice. And it was a a Pashtun man in the Taliban of Pashtun. And so we think that they probably took the phone to see if they had any foreign contacts on there. So we don't know what happened to them. Um, but that's the reality of it. They're checking to see who's who's Christian, who's uh, who has foreign connections, uh, and they're hunting them down and they're going door to door right now. Um, so yeah, and the news isn't super talking about it, which maybe is something we'll touch on later, but. Um, but yeah, it's good to know and it's good, um, as a body of believers to be able to be burdened together for that. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, Christianity is a death sentence. So maybe, maybe there isn't research on this or study on this, um, but is there any idea of of the numbers of executions that there have been or 
just in like in put in, in perspective because we know it's we know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably not. I'm sorry. No, no I'm not that, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we do know what's happening, but yeah, that would be interesting though. Have your parents been back since 2009? Yeah, so my dad actually, since 2009 to 2015, yeah, um, he went back and forth still working. So he'd be gone for uh, four, five, six months at a time and working over there, then uh, come back to the U.S. And so, but since 2015, um, some things happened and he's not, a, he's not allowed to go back to the country. And so, and it would not be a good idea yeah. for him to go back. And so, we haven't been back. He hasn't been back since then. I've been back since 2009. So, um, yeah. That community is still very close, though, of the people who grew up there. And so, I was still talking. Um, I have friends that are there. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, looking at, uh, you, you mentioned, too, seeing things on on the news, on social media, um, have you seen anything that you know is misleading or is just completely untrue? Whether it's you know, someone sharing something on social media or coming directly from a news source? Um, I'm not sure if it's untrue. It's hard to know what the truth is, I guess. But a lot of things aren't being said. Sure. Um, such as what's happening with the Christians. Um, also that people are really not, the Taliban are stopping and shooting people on the spot and naming people and burning people um, right now. And people are trying to get to the airport or not. And so um, I feel like a lot of that isn't being shown, uh, which is super ugly, because you want to protect the decision. Well, we as in our government wants to protect the decision that they made. And so... And it's hard to hard to share the ugly truths of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't send this question to you before. So, um, <laughs> I'm not not trying to catch you off guard. I no, just good. this morning before I came over here to record, I I saw that um, that Minnesota made the announcement today that they're going to accept refugees from mm-hmm. Afghanistan, um, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm very thankful for that. Um, mm-hmm. But could you, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of assuming this is something that you're passionate about. Yeah. Um, so could you just kind of touch on the importance of that? And as Christians, why it is good to, why we should be accepting the refugees and not Great question. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you asked this. Um, I was just so close. So I worked also a lot with international students in college. And one thing that that really taught me was that the Lord brings the nations to our doorstep. Yeah. Um, it is almost impossible. Well, now it probably is for Christians like myself to go back to Kabul. Um, and a lot of those countries are being closed off to Americans and Christians. And so the beautiful thing about refugees is that um, 
those policies don't stop the Lord, and you know as well, they still need to hear the gospel. So we're going to take them out of those countries, and we're going to bring them to the U.S., where um, they do have people that will reach out to them. And so I think that's a wonderful opportunity for us as Christians here uh, to practice hospitality and to invite them in and to share love and kindness and empathy. Um, if you move and talk with anyone who's been to Afghanistan or knows an Afghan, hospitality is their, it's what they're known for. They're so good at it. You'll be treated like a king or queen if you go into one of their homes. And so for them to come here, uh, we get the opportunity to be that servant to them and to wash their feet and to be welcome to our country. Uh, we're so glad you're here, which is generally not the attitude towards refugees in our country. Um, but I think that's such a cool area that we can be involved in um, if you have refugees around you. So, yeah, no, it's an excellent place for the gospel to grow. And then generally they can go back to their country, maybe if they get safe again. And so then, then you have little missionaries. Right. that are yeah. <laughs> trained up here and yeah. then they are so much better equipped to reach their culture than we will ever be and so that's uh, that's really beautiful yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that was very well said thank you <laughs> um, and I, I want to I think I want to add to that a little bit too and just saying um, someone listening maybe will interact with a refugee that has come from come from Afghanistan or, or from anywhere really, but um, I, I think it's important to note that the first thing that you do should not be trying to the gospel always. No. Um, you know, trust the Holy Spirit leading, mm-hmm. I suppose, but um, I mean, they're coming from, as you said, they're coming from hell, the absolute hell on earth. And, yeah. Um, right now they need safety mm-hmm. and they need a place to live and they need food. Um, so if you're able to provide some of those things, and, and maybe we'll touch on that later too, mm-hmm. um, but you know, we see this as a missionary opportunity and as an opportunity to witness to people coming to the United States, but um, I don't want that to be confused with with taking care of what, you know, what Jesus said about feeding and clothing those that are in need. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We're called to that just as much as we're called to sharing the gospel. So um, look for those opportunities as well. Yeah. Um, and just care for people mm-hmm. the way that people need to be cared for. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll see that like Islam is not the truth. And I firmly mean, believe that. Um, and I think that's something that we are praying about and we pray through our prayer night as well is that just the Afghan people would see the hope of the people that are in Afghanistan who are believers and say this is different than what's happening right now with the Taliban and everything and to be like there, there is hope there and there is truth there um, and through your actions as a host or as welcoming them and feeding them and everything that come here they will they will see and they'll ask that something is something is different. So, yeah. Uh, so we'll just we'll just get moving, I guess. But um, is there 
just skip ahead and go out of order. Ooh, because plot twist. So help me remember to go back. Go back to the question. But so so kind of going off of that, how how can Christians in the in the U.S. and around the world, but specifically in the U.S. right now, be supporting people in Afghanistan? Or again, those that are coming over. Are there any specific ways that that we can be doing, or the ways that we can be helping right now? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I I would guess keep looking at places like Voice of the Martyrs. Um, they're a good news source um, that would be able to do things. Uh, if you have friends who know people in Afghanistan or anything, I know that's probably a very small population listening to this podcast, but um, ask them, how can we help you specifically? I know one of my Afghan friends did post, she's like, there are organizations that say they can help, but probably anyone can get in right now, so be very careful about who you give your money to, um, and make sure that they, they have a plan if they're asking for your money. And um, because a lot of people are trying to take advantage of this, which is horrible, um, but that's true. And so I think a lot of people say, well, the least we can do is pray. And I feel like that's that's the most we can do, um, is petition to God. Because um, we just look at the Bible and he just closed the eyes of people that should be seeing things and he let Peter out of prison and he opened the Red Sea and everything, and he's very capable of doing that again. Um, I'll share, like, um, stories of people we know who um, the Taliban should have seen them, but they walked right past, or they didn't knock on their door, um, and God is still moving. And so I think that's really what we can do is ask, also pray for the Taliban, that they would come to know Christ, um, and that their leaders, because the most important thing I feel like is to trust that God has people where he wants them um, we know of Christians who ministered to the Taliban or the Mujahideen or other terrorist groups that obviously the news would never report about because they don't know like it's in the small things um, but like okay we can we can pray and we know that he does hear the cries of his children um, and an Afghan life and American life are equal <laughs> um, in the eyes of God. And so, um, yeah, and just continue to pray for the Afghan people. I know a lot of Americans will be taken care of, and the Taliban are saying that they will not, you know, attack Americans or they'll let them through. Um, and I'm not exactly sure how true that is, um, but I know the same condition not be said about Afghan people. And it feels like they're kind of being abandoned. Um, but as far as what the church can do is when the refugees come, I feel like that's when we can really step in um, or petition to representatives or anything like that, too, which is something I'm really scared to do, but I'm like, maybe I need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's real because we live in a democracy. Um, yeah. Many people get to be so lucky. So, yeah. Uh, it absolutely does. Cool. And I, I think, I mean, all of it was so good and so helpful. I, I think one of the maybe culturally 
difficult things for us to hear. Um, I think when, when things like this happen, I think our, our, our reaction as Western culture is to raise money and send money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that is, I think that's kind of taking the easy way out. Mm-hmm. Um, so donating 50, 100, but however much money is, is easy, but praying every day, praying multiple times a day for someone around the world that you don't know, for, um, you know, for the tall man who's considered evil. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's not often in Western culture that we see something that is just purely evil. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, 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 I think we have a hard time comprehending what's going on. Yeah. Um, so if you're able, yes, there are reasons to give money. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, be careful. That was good advice. Yeah. I never would have thought of that. <laughs> um, so definitely be careful. Do a little research before you donate money to something. But mm-hmm. but the best thing that we can be doing is prayer. Yeah. Um, and even just just turning our hearts toward it and, and allowing God to make to set our minds on what's happening in Afghanistan right now um, is such an important thing, and it is so. I think it's under what's well, undervalued. It's a very undervalued in our culture. Um, so I'm glad you. I'm glad you said it that way. Thank you. Uh, you touched a little bit on this too, but just are there are there any specific resources or news sources that you would recommend? Um, so not only just keep up with what's going on, but somewhere that you've seen is presenting more truth or mm-hmm. accurately portraying what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of listening to a lot of different news sources, and we kind sure, of yeah. find the middle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, like what I said, I feel like a lot of our uh, Western news sources are focusing a lot on our, our troops and everything like that, which is good, um, but not giving maybe the whole picture. And so um, I've never been on social media more than I have been this past week um, of just looking at all my Afghan friends and looking at their posts and everything like that. So I know that's not something everyone else can do. Um, I had mentioned Voice of the Martyrs before, and there's some other good Christian um, news sources that would be good to look into. Um, gosh. Yeah, I can't. Sorry. I can't think of a couple others. Yeah. But it's so hard because it's like, I don't know. I would also just look at maybe some European ones or some Turkish ones as well. Yeah. Um, you get a feel for what other people are saying, which would be good. Oh. Yeah, but that's super hard. Yes. No matter what topic it is, is to find a good news source. It's kind of almost impossible. Right. <laughs> yeah, I have, uh, I have had a very difficult time. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, praying for and concerned about what's happening, but mm-hmm. just not knowing what to believe, and I don't 
I don't think that it's even specifically something that I've read that doesn't seem believable or um, or you know, a specific news source that I don't trust. Um, I think it's just, again, part of our culture that everything is so polarizing. And, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and they have their agenda to put down the other people instead of just to be like, who's actually? Yes. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, join us next week for that conversation. Completely <laughs> 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 um, Gosh, Nick, do you have any other questions that you want to touch on? Um, yeah, I guess, so this, I'm going all the way back to the beginnings. Like, just hearing you talk, it's very impaired, like, that you're very, like, rooted in, like, that God is, like, you're not, like, overall concerned because, you know, like, God's God's God, and neither just humans, neither just people, neither just men that are making these decisions for the Taliban. Um, but what, I guess, like, this is going to, I guess, kind of sound political, I don't want it to, but, like, when back in, like, kind of April, when Biden said he was going to take everyone out, mm-hmm. take all the troops out, um, and then he recently made the statement of, like, it was pointless having troops there to begin with, because he finally felt like that, the Afghan people weren't going to do anything with it. What were you, like, was there any immediate, like, reaction being, like, you were worried that he was taking the troops out and that this was going to happen, or were you just kind of still trusting that, that God was going to have everyone in? Yeah. So, I mean, if all the, all the presidents, like, Obama, yeah. Trump, I guess, and Biden all wanted to take troops out, yeah. and so I didn't never really put much thought into it. So it's like, well... We'll see yeah, if yeah. it happens kind of thing. And then and then it did. Um, and so there's always this fear of, we've been there for 20 years. What were we doing the whole time? Um, if anyone's interested in reading a really good book, uh, it's called Directorate S, um, which is about the Afghans and Pakistani and American kind of secret war pre-9-11 and post-9-11. And it kind of, I read it about two years ago. Um, it gives a great basis for kind of the, we've been in limbo there for a very long time. So um, I'm kind of like, yeah, we don't want to be there, but also I could foresee, okay, if we're not there, the other option is the Taliban, and um, we don't want that to be the other option. But um, one thing I did want to say, I forgot earlier, is that like, the good thing of the U.S. being there is that it has given uh, hope and education to a lot of people that wouldn't have gotten it otherwise. And yeah. even though it was violent and everything, that whole generation that are 20-somethings right now or older have known a glimpse of peace and education and hope. And so it's really cool when you look at some of the videos of them protesting and holding the Afghan flag or anything, um, that even hope is not lost there. They feel like they're, they're willing to stand up, some of them, and yeah, they probably know that's a death sentence. Um, but it's really cool. I think that the median age of Afghanistan is very low. Um, people don't generally live very long there, and so it's a very young population, which means there's a lot of people that have grown up while the U.S. has been there, and so that gives a lot of hope to the nation of saying, 
okay, they know a little bit about what freedom is, and yeah. they're willing to be like, we don't want this. Like, if you've seen any videos today, we do not want this. And so, to have them decouraged, maybe, maybe leaving is not the best option for some people. Maybe it is. Um, that's for each family to decide. But to, I don't know, be able to pour into their country and can't actually send that too much. It's, that's hard. So, to ask people, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Just, there's there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people kind of stay in So, um, which is cool because protesting is not an off-down thing to do. And so, yeah. seeing that was like really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, could you say the name of that book one more time? Yeah, it's called Directorate S. Um, don't know how to spell it. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I'm going to. I'm just going to share the link to that yeah. in the in the notes for the show. Okay. So yeah. if you are interested in that book, mm-hmm. we will have a link to it if you find it. I'll also probably put a link to Voice of the Martyr because that's come up a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's anything else too. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I think we're kind of in a, I feel like there's been a lot of learning that has happened in our culture over the last year or two years. Um, and, you know, this is this is something that's been in the public eye for a long time. Um, I mean, almost our whole lives, it seems like. And I, I just haven't really paid any attention to it up until now. So, um, I'm sure there's many people out there that are feeling the same way, just weren't aware of what was going on. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we just we want to share as much information as we can. And, um, again, on that, just really appreciate you taking some time to do this. Um, so, in, do you have any other questions, Nick? No, I think that was. I mean, I, I'm glad to hear, like, uh, uh, talk about refugees coming in uh, and accepting them. Um, is there anything, I guess this community is kind of um, so so big right now, and I think so many people desire it coming out of like COVID, mm. and just the, the, there's been so much research about that. Um, is there anything like in the community, like Fargo-Moorhead, that's going on right now for other people, for the refugees that are coming over for any prayer events, anything like that going on? Um, I'm gonna piggy back off of that. Yeah. Um, and I was wondering too, are there are there many Afghan students at MSUM at ESU? Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned a little bit about that too, working mm-hmm. with international students. I think we actually we touched on this yesterday and I was talking to my mom and we're not exactly sure how many Afghans in the Parker Morehead community we're thinking maybe a dozen to two dozen, so it's okay. very small. Yeah. Um, yeah. For that, your question. Uh, is there just any <laughs> any, uh, any like events going on, like any oh, prayers, just, yeah. just community things that that people can maybe look at, they're looking for something to get together with a bunch of people mm-hmm. and do something for. Um, not that I know of. I think if you're burdened by this, I think reach out to your church and. Mm-hmm maybe have a prayer service or pray beforehand and 
For one thing, then, like, the eyes of the world are on cobble right now. Yeah. But they probably won't be in, in two weeks' time. Yeah. We'll find something else to get upset about. And so, it's like, it's not going to go away for the Afghan people and Afghan Christians. And so, it's kind of, um, yeah, something that you can always be prayed for, I guess. Yeah. And always something that can happen. Um, I mean, they have been at war for like 30, 40 years. Yeah. 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 So it's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, which is exhausting you know, for people. Yeah. So I, I think that that kind of shows the importance of, of praying even for a burden for this. Because I, I, I think another thing in our culture, not to just rag on our culture the whole time, but... Um, I think yeah, if it's yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, I think it, I think if it's out of if it's out of sight, it's out of our mind. Yeah. Um, and so, in a couple of weeks, if it's not being covered by news, that doesn't mean it's not happening still. Um, but so, I, I think now as we're praying, just be praying that God would put a burden on you for this, and that you would still be continuing to, to look into what's happening, continuing to pray, continuing to um, just intercede for the people in Afghanistan, the, the Taliban, the refugees, all of it, just continuing to be in prayer for them because it's scary. And it, we, don't, we don't know that fear. Yeah. We in Western culture, we've not experienced that here. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And I think, I feel like the Western church jokes a lot about persecution. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of in a lighthearted way of, you know, someone just not being willing to have a conversation. Like, or even socially, like not being welcomed into a, a group socially because of your Christian beliefs or whatever. Like yeah. those things are difficult, but it's not it's not comparable to what's going on in Afghanistan right now. Um, so it, it's just really important that we stay in prayer. And that, um, you know, there's 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 a lot of things going on in the world. So not every Christian is going to have a burden for what's happening in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You should feel bad if you don't, if there's something that you're more passionate about. Um, because God wired us for those things too, but um, we still care. And and if you do have a burden for it, and you do feel passionate about it, um, I really want to encourage you to, to stay invested in, mm-hmm. in what's happening in Afghanistan. So I guess my last question, and then if there's anything else that you want to add at the end, please do. Um, but really, I, I think I just want to ask if there's any specific prayer requests. Um, I know we've talked a lot about just praying, but if there's anything specific that that you have been praying for, that um, you know, people that you've been in contact with have been asking for prayer for, um, what should we be praying? How can we pray? Right now. Um, 
I think praying some general ones are just, like we said, for the Taliban, for wisdom, for our leaders, and world leaders right now as well. Um, and that, yeah, things would calm down and so that some Christians can get out if they need to and families. We do have um, one of my old classmates, her family is, she's uh, stateside, uh, but her family is... I'm pretty sure in the airport in Kabul right now, and they're wounded and hurt, and um, I'm pretty sure they have the documents to get out, but uh, they are, they're pretty sure that within the next couple of days they'll die unless they don't get out. And then we have that family, uh, the man that I told you about, we got the voicemail from, um, so we don't know. We can pray for him and his family. Um, and then there was one other um, man, obviously can't say the names, um, but he, he is stateside and his family is all overseas as well and he's been trying to get them here for a couple of years. Um, but if you know anything about our immigration, it's uh, not good. And so um, it's been really hard to bring them over and they were actually going to leave uh, a week ago, they had been scheduled to fly out, and they had all their papers and everything, and then everything happened, and so, um, so they're stuck in Kabul, and they're hiding. All three of these families are Christians. Um, I think two of them are Hazaras, which um, is a minority people group in Afghanistan that are very persecuted, and um, and they have women with them as well, which is all strikes against you. Uh, the Taliban are looking for you, and they all have foreign connections. And so, if they have any foreigner on their phone or Facebook or anything, like they could be killed. And so, um, those are all things to just um, pray for um, each of those specific people. And those are only some of the people that we know, and so there's so many more that um, are hurting. And so, I mean, just continually on our knees and ask for miracles. And uh, the Lord works a lot in Muslim nations through dreams and visions, too, um, which is so cool. Mm -hmm. uh, and so just another book is called Miraculous Movements. It's about um, what God's doing in the Muslim world. And so it's so encouraging um, on how he's been working. But just pray, uh, pray for the Taliban. I think we're called to pray for our enemies yeah. and love those who persecute us. And so um, that. Um, and something that's been on my heart a lot is when Jesus says, uh, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted, and we're called to mourn with those who mourn, and so hopefully we'll all rejoice together one day, whether that's here or in heaven, and so, um, that's the beauty of being part of the body of Christ, so, yeah, those are kind of more some specific ones, but, yeah. Um. So I don't want to end it prematurely if there's anything else anyone would like to add. Good. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, thank <laughs> you so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is probably the most important conversation we've had on our podcast. Mm -hmm. So um, thank you again for taking the time to do it. And, um, you know, I... Maybe even goes without saying that I, I'm sorry for everything that's going on, the pain that you and your family are feeling. That um, we just we can't know the, the people that you know and the fear that 
you guys are feeling and all of that. Um, we're, we'll be praying for you guys as well over the next couple of however long. But, um, but again, thank you so much. This this is an important conversation that I hope people will will uh, learn something and maybe just help put into perspective what's what's been happening. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing. Sorry. It's really cool to share something that's been, like, your passion about, you know, and it's been on my heart for years, and you're like, oh, that's cool, there are people are interested. Yeah, anyway, that's really important. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, all right, and as I said earlier, too, we'll have a few links in the show notes, um, a couple of books and news sources, um, and then if anything else comes up, even in the next couple of weeks, we'll always go back and add stuff in there too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, you, you can check there for, for resources if you want to learn more. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, just please, please be in prayer. Um, and just seek God and, and um, trust that in the midst of chaos, in the midst of evil, God will be glorified and His name will be made known. Yeah. Yeah, so thank you for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to the Fargo Christian Podcast. Episodes will be releasing on Monday mornings. And you can find us on Instagram at Fargo Christian or at your local coffee shop. We just might be there.